Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. Nashville experiences a deadly flood over the weekend. One Nashville Daily guest recounts his experience during the flood. And did you hear that a train derailed in Nashville over the weekend? We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. So we've got a lot to get to today um, about what happened over the weekend in Nashville. But here to give us a firsthand experience is a Nashville Daily, specifically a Nashville story guest. You did an interview with Holt Johnson, who is joining us in studio today for the episode of Does Nashville Van Life Exist? Holt, thank you for joining us in studio today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, so uh, Stuart uh, told me um, that you have some firsthand experience. Uh, I was out of town when it was flooding, uh, but Stuart said you had some firsthand experience of seeing the extensiveness of this this flood uh, and kind of its its power and everything that happened on Saturday night. Can you what? Can you tell us a little bit about what you saw? Well, most of it would be centralized along Nolensville Pike because I was in the same place for about the entire storm. Uh, my van- and, that, and that's where most of the flooding flooding happened. Yes, in Nashville was on Nolensville Pike uh, near like Nolensville and Harding Place. That's where a lot of flooding happened, and then there was more flooding down in Antioch. Yeah, Bellevue has a lot of flooding. We'll be talking about all the places later. Yeah. Oh yes. So uh, I was particularly um, I, was, I was kind of stranded. My van was currently broken down at the moment. And uh, I was having it worked on. And so I was off at Nolansville Pike. And in during that evening, it just continued to storm, come down heavier and heavier. And I'm very familiar with roads getting flooded. You know, it'll happen every once in a while. You just have a flash flood and just the storm drainage can't manage the amount of water. Right. So, you know, you just got to let it let it go. Yeah. Don't try for a little bit and, and it'll go away. Yeah. And then, like, maybe there's some areas that are more prone to flooding that people are familiar with, and you just know you are you avoid that area by that creek or by that river. Right. Um, and, and you're, you know, you've been here. You've lived here for yeah. quite a long time. So you, you're, you know, pretty aware of those areas. Yes. Specifically, uh, for me growing up, there was, uh, growing up in Franklin, there were two roads, uh, Lewisburg Pike, a certain area where it uh, gets near the river. You, you just don't drive around there whenever it gets flooded. And then there's another area over uh, Bicentennial Park in Franklin mm. that uh, also floods on a fairly regular basis, yeah. but usually on the edges, and they, they expect it. Yeah. Lewisburg um, is that road next to uh, Car- oh, the Carton House yeah, yeah, yeah. the Harpeth River right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. That thing always floods. Yes. Yeah. And they have, they've done their best, and they have made incredible improvements to those areas to try to reinforce them, but still just the flooding can be really bad. Mm. Um, so I'm familiar with that. So I'm familiar with those areas, you know, backcountry also, the unlabeled rivers that you just have <laughs> near your, you know, five people that live off in that branch of the road. But uh, this is, you know, Nolensville Pike. It's 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 very heavily. This is just up. This is like a block up the street from the Walmart off Nolensville Pike. Okay, so Which it's, th- that Walmart had severe flooding. Oh yes, I would presume as much because I was up from that. I was about a block up from that, and Nolensville Pike. It, it got up like a few inches and it started coming to the point where everyone who's driving on it has to immediately slow down because yeah. the water is spraying. And 
it ended up just continuing to rise and continuing to rise. And I have some video on my phone of to the point it got in some areas of that road, depending on the side and what lane you're in, got up to at least a foot in the lowest areas to two or three feet. And some of the like, you know, uh, near the border what's the border of the road called the curb the curb <laughs> yeah so I've, I've actually driven through the flash flooding that happened there one time uh this was last like two summers ago and we had like three or four inches of rain come down in like an hour period and it was insane wow. and i drove through about two feet of water once on nolensville pike once uh, so i i've experienced that area firsthand as well yeah and so i i knew there was a stream further down by the walmart and yeah. so my mind <laughs> Um, I, I don't, I did not drive down that far, but you could tell from just standing on the street there that, uh, where it was probably about between the zoo and the Walmart Yeah, that, uh, you could see it just continued into that intersection and then further on down the road. And I wasn't driving any further down there. I wasn't going any further down there, but there were people that were just continuing to try to plow through that. And then there were other people that their cars ended up kind of giving out or losing traction or oh, whatever else gosh. and ended up having to try to turn around or float around. You, you see that did. Prius in that Walmart parking lot? No. Uh, yeah, so this Prius, <laughs> I don't know if he entered it from the Walmart, but he got into the Walmart parking lot, and then all of a sudden he was floating in front of the Walmart. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so what, what was going through your mind as you were um, as you were watching this and you knew that the rain was going to continue to come down were you, did you realize that it was going to get as bad as it did? Well, let's see. I was intentionally staying with my van that evening because of whatever weather issues. Yeah. And my, uh, my van was accessible from the road and I had intentionally asked them while they're working on it to make sure it was accessible. Yeah. And so I had the idea that I was like, okay, <laughs> regardless of all these physical structures, this is a very expensive thing that I own. And so I want to make sure that I can move this if necessary. Right. Preferably not because the problem was uh, the brakes were currently out. Yeah. So or the main brakes. Not not a good way to uh, to have to move your car without brakes. Yeah. So I can and had that's I had actually stopped when the brakes did go out originally, I had managed to control it and get it to a safe spot. And so I can drive it without brakes, but it's like most not preferable. So <laughs> Especially I, on Nolensville Pike on a Saturday. Yeah. Well, yeah. it wasn't really trafficked right then. But in the rain. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it was, uh, I had a exit plan because there was a road that I still had access to off the side of the parking lot that was up a very steep hill. And so I knew I could get it out of the way if necessary. But uh, I stayed up till about 2.30 just with all the warnings and whatnot. But there was a lot of cars that tried to go through tons of emergency vehicles constantly, nonstop. Uh, How did they, did they, did they just go right through that water? Um, Because we we saw that there's probably, I think we put it on our Instagram, uh, there was a fire truck that ended up uh, succumbing to the the floodwaters. So that was in Bellevue. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nolensville. uh, So there's, altogether, Nashville rescued 130 individuals from the water uh, in South Nashville. I didn't didn't hear any stories of Bellevue. So uh, what was your experience? So Because I was out of town, so I did not get to... Uh, where I was, it was just south of Nashville, um, yeah. not too far, kind of in the McMinnville area. So I wasn't, I didn't, you know, there there was just patches, you know, heavy yeah. patches when there were, but it was patches. What was the the pattern of rain like? Was it just constant for a twenty four hour period kind of thing, like it like it was during the the 
flood of 2010 or was it on and off throughout the day? Okay. Well, once it started raining in the, I would say it came in two waves. Okay. Is what it felt like for the most part. Um, I was uh, following, I don't actually know the name of it, but there's a fantastic Twitter account. Uh, Nash Severe, Nash Severe WX, WX is the yes. uh, account name. They're yeah. fantastic. They and do. So, they, their live streams are great. Oh, yes. And so I was following them religiously and trying to stay awake. So I was following <laughs> them religiously and then also monitoring the National Weather Service. Yeah. Uh, they have uh, statistics or monitors up for how high the rivers are at certain points. And so mm. I was watching the one over by Walmart, and that was that was intimidating to watch. I'll, I'll circle back around to that. But for uh, the waves, it was basically in two waves. It came in one wave of rain that just hit hard and just stayed like that. Lots of thunder and lightning. And that got it up about like six inches or so like not too intimidating didn't look too bad it just it looked like something i yeah. would know i shouldn't drive in but right. it seems like it's plausible right um and then it was like a a, a brief reprieve okay of, uh, for about two hours when 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 was that reprieve i feel like for for like no rain if i I'm quite honest. I think there was like a small bout for like 30 minutes where uh-huh. there was actually like no rain at all. Yeah. But I knew from the radar and the Twitter account that there was a good final front that was still supposed to come in. Yeah. And the water was not draining. Was that, that like dinner time later? Oh, this was after dinner time. This okay. Was, so it was pretty late. Well, yeah. Here in, here in Donaldson, it was almost a two hour break between the rain because the first wave came around 445. Okay. And then ended like six. And then the yeah. next wave started around like 810. Yeah. Because I knew because I left Nashville Saturday morning. So I knew Saturday morning actually had a lot of rain oh, yeah, we in had, it. We, so it's like we were starting off with rain. And then so Saturday when morning, you know, we had two inches of rain. So, yeah. And when you know there are uh, there, it's sunny in between two mm-hmm. storms and yeah. that second storm is going to be a lot harder. Yeah. So, and that's, let's see, you would be probably describing more of even like the, the precursor waves. I'm talking about the, uh, after I'm talking about like <laughs> dinner and after Yeah. dinner and after is what I remember. And I was actually there before that I was, yeah, around okay. the Nashville. I forget exactly where I was, but I was somewhere in the Nashville area. So I got the rain and then it let up for a while. And then, so a lot, the a lot of the hard stuff came, came when it was dark, came down. Wow. And then, uh, oh, dude, I, I opened my door and then came down. I opened my door and I'm just like, I'm just going to see what this is doing. And you couldn't see how, like you couldn't see like 10 feet into my yard. It was raining that intensely here in Donaldson. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It was, it was very intense, very heavy rain. I don't actually, surprisingly enough, now that I'm, th- I'm thinking about it and processing it, I don't recall ever hearing any hail, which I have had before, and I know the sound of that specifically. Right. And so. Well, East Nashville reported tons of hail on Saturday. Yeah, that's what's surprising because there are some areas that mm. had, what was it, the day before had hail? Yeah. yeah. And then also on that day, some areas had hail, but I do not remember any hitting the specific spot I was at. Yeah. Wow, that is so, that is crazy. But circling back around to what I said earlier about the water levels, I mean, I was watching, uh, I'm looking at it right now, uh, Seven Mile Creek at uh, Blackman Road, and it just, it has the the minor flood flood warning at nine feet, and it got up to just 15 feet. And so it just like wow. went straight through minor, straight through moderate, <laughs> and then just skyrocketed straight through major and just kept on going. Wow. <laughs> Which this is the... National Weather Service. Yeah, National but Weather this, Service. Th- that area that flooded is the most significant flooding that area has seen 
Oh, yes. In forever, right? Or On here, it literally has, for the National Weather Service's previous measure- measurements, I think they've only had this since the 2000s, okay. somewhere in the 2000s. Wow. But the historic crests um, are... Nine f- 9.7 feet in 2017. And it was, oh my gosh. And so, and so place, it surpassed 15 feet during this time. Yeah. The high came wow. to 15.09 feet. Wow. That is remarkable. So, yeah. That was a little intimidating as I was sitting there and they were talking about it having heavy rain. And that's one thing. It was another thing for me to watch just that number keep on going up and up and up and up. And I'm like, <laughs> I was. I don't know. I'm, and I'm most honestly most curious because I've not looked this up. Yeah. If that what I was seeing at my block, uh, block north of Walmart yeah. was that river as well, like yeah. it was a fully connected. Yeah. Or if it was just flash flooding, or if wow. it was river flooding. That, that was flash flooding. That was okay. all flash flooding. So that from, was from that creek that's right there. Yeah, that's all flash flooding. Which okay. y- y- yeah, you know what's there's even no, there's no direct river right there. You know what's even more impressive? If that Walmart parking lot was flooded, was it that section that goes down yeah. from Walmart or was it right in front? Because I know there's was, that it, section it was, it was that's because that's a high wall. Like yeah. they have like a miniature flood wall there. They have like that retaining wall that's like 15 feet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's impressive if it went past that. So the entire the entire parking lot was completely flooded. And wow. I, from, from what I've heard and read, there is about two feet of water inside of Walmart. Wow. Yeah. And that's that's huge, crazy. And that's a huge Walmart. Yeah. It's very large. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is wild. Well, Holt, thank you so much for Giving us the 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 recounting uh, memories from from that night. I do have one yes. question though. This is your first time uh, staying in a, an extended period in South Nashville. Okay. Uh, be- <laughs> before the storm. Yeah, so it was a few days. It was yeah, a bit so fun. So talk about your like interesting experiences that you or the cultural insights that you gained uh, from staying in South Nashville. <sighs> Let's see. It was a lot of fun. I I loved. I loved the energy of the place, although it was maybe not my cup of tea, if you put that <laughs> in a way, um, where uh, I, I tend to be more introverted, more I like to sit around and read sure. a book or, I don't know, read a operating manual for a, <laughs> for a computer or a machine. Um, it, was, it, was, it was really popping. There was just a lot of people really getting to show off their cars, a lot nice. of engines. You could hear a lot. You could hear and see a lot of where people are putting their cars is what I noticed most. Yeah. Also kind of what I enjoy. Right. Um, so I got to notice that a lot. There was a lot of uh, music. There was a, what is it? A four, 404 bar and grill yep. nearby. And that was oh, okay. really making a lot of noise and Every really week. thumping. <laughs> and so that, that's, I think they had a DJ one night and yeah, that was, that was really boisterous and seemed like a lot of people had fun, a lot of food. Oh man, the food looks so good. Just up and down. I, I did not manage to have the time to grab anything, <laughs> but, uh, Let's see what else it's a whole different world at nighttime. Oh yes, no, oh. Nolensville Pike is a whole different world. Oh, my favorite, my absolute favorite moment was—I don't know if I've ever had this in person till now—but to be trying to fall asleep as you just have like all these engines constantly going up and down the road. <laughs> um, on top of that, you have that classic movie horn of. Oh, like really? Really build your car <laughs> to make that noise. And it's like clearly not an audio recording. It's like, oh, yes. That's funny. Somebody has that in their car. That's great. And they just set it off. You can do that with the, nuts. with the Teslas now. You can't <laughs> upload 
whatever you know you know how you used to like upload your own ringtones and all yeah. that kind of stuff and it's really yeah so you can do that with your tesla and that's your horn now that so you can make cool. it say whatever you want but i'm I'll sorry do, I'll, do, I'll do that ludicrous <laughs> song get out my way <laughs> <laughs> well i do enjoy a lot of like uh just really old school technology that you can hold and uh-huh. you can really feel the difference. And yeah. So I could tell most definitely with this, a little, the Oh, I'm sure those are real horns and this <laughs> quality was just very clear. Somebody spent the time and actually built that into their car. Impressive. So I was, I enjoyed it. <laughs> awesome. Well, Holt, thank you for sharing your story. And uh, we gained some new insights on uh, South Nashville and for the flooding in that area. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. And you can uh, find Holt Johnson's episode, Does Van Life Life Exist in Nashville, by visiting the link in the show notes and listen to more of Holt's story there. Most of the news this last weekend talked about the flooding that was happening all throughout Nashville and Middle Tennessee. But Aaron, did you know that a train derailed on Saturday morning? I I literally had no idea until you, you told me, like... What like that would be most train derailments, if it's significant enough, are national news. Now, I'm guessing there were no deaths in this because that would have been national news. Yeah, there is no deaths at all. This is a so, CSX train that this, was up in Madison and it basically wow. it, it derailed at 2.30 in the morning. This is the thing I woke up to Saturday morning after the huge thunderstorm. I literally heard nothing about this on Saturday morning, which yeah. is crazy. Which is really interesting. Uh, but this is on News Channel 5. Multiple crews are, were on the scene of a train derailment in Madison early Saturday morning. The incident took place around 2.30 a.m. on the 200 block of Fredra Villa uh, near Wellington Drive, which is up in Madison. I think that's like, um, I think it's past like Briley Parkway, Madison, like in the sense like it's on the other side of where like the downtown or the yeah. main strip of Madison. Yeah. Uh, but there was multiple cars tied to a... Okay, so according to the Nashville Fire, a locomotive with multiple cars tried to pass an idle train car. Hold on. A lo- okay, a locomotive with multiple cars. Okay. I was thinking somehow a bunch of cars were tied together. And that's, 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 okay. that, that's what I was thinking, too. Uh, tried to pass an idle train car behind the homes of Freda Villa, and while the locomotive successfully passed, the cars attached did not, causing a collision with the idle car. Eight what? train cars were derailed as a result. One of the cars crashed into an empty storage building. Wow. That's okay. crazy. That is interesting. So but You want to hear even <laughs> something crazier? On Sunday afternoon, uh, I was driving up Nolansville Pike, and all of a sudden I see these, like, uh, those little, like, cars that have the caution lights on them. Like, and they're, 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 oh, they're, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. On, like, the highway. Yeah. I'm like, why are these on Nolansville? And then all of a sudden I see this tractor trailer going, like, 40 miles an hour, and it was one of those, like torn up train cars oh my going gosh. to the CSX like track over in South Nashville. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. These pictures. Uh, so there's photos on news channel five of the derailment, but yeah, it is, it is crazy that uh, we haven't really heard about that as, as much, but I mean, so the, the, the flooding did obviously uh, take a little bit of precedent in the news because uh, there were fatalities, uh, a lot of damage, um, and we're not even going to get to talk about the damage today because we're just going to be talking about what actually happened. But before we get to that, we want to uh, talk about something that will make you absolutely hungry uh, because it is just making just looking at what we're going to talk about is making me hungry. Um, so I, I mentioned earlier in our interview with Holt that. 
that I was out of town. I was down in uh, close to McMinnville and Pelham, Tennessee, at the Cavern. So the Caverns, they had a concert for Moon Taxi. It's an outdoor concert at their um, event venue space. Uh, I'll talk about that, and then I'll talk about the food. So um, the so I was down there in that area, and that area actually did not have that much rain, which was which is crazy. There there were significant storms there, but they were hit or miss on the times. Um, the concert started at seven. It was a, a great night, starting at seven o'clock, and then lightning came in, and the, so they had to have a break for everybody and. That pretty much ended the concert there, uh, but at least there's an hour of of good entertainment. Was there a lot of people there? Oh yeah, uh, pretty much. They so they kind of had an amphitheater set up outside. That's great. Um, and it was uh, it was full. Free? Everybody was you you were in a pod. You could get a pod for like uh, f- two, four, six, or eight, I believe. Okay. And uh, as far as I know, I think it was sold out. Oh wow. Um, there were probably. Gosh, I wish I had counted how many pods there were. I would say there were maybe 50 to 60 different pods. Oh, that's great. So did that, that take that place there. in there, that field or that parking lot? It right was It was an additional field that was walking beyond the show cave. It was up a hill oh, yeah. beyond they, the show they, cave. They talked about that for outdoor concerts. Yeah, yeah. so it was, it was great. And it was live on YouTube as well. So people uh, at home, I guess, could watch it or purchase tickets to watch it there. Um, so it was a great experience for what it was. Even so they had kind of everything worked out, um, because you could order drinks ahead of time with this app called seats, uh, with a Z and, but you know, you had a bucket of your, your drinks there with ice in it by the time you arrived. That's amazing. Uh, so it it was good in, in that regard. Um, it was plenty spaced out and, um, kind of the only bad thing was the, the warning of weather, we didn't really know there was no really method of communication for what was going to happen after you just kind of found out and kind of guessed what was, what was going on afterwards. As far as communication, nobody's updating on Facebook, email updates or anything like that. So that was kind of hard, but, um, uh, I will say I, did, I took another cave tour there with my family that day. Um, was so it, that was, was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. We had a tour guide named Jeff. So Jeff, if you ever come across this podcast in your life, you did a great job. And, um, so my family went to, we went to Jim Oliver's barbecue cause where else would you go? Right. There's mountain goat market. We've mentioned that a few times, but you know, you really want to go to Jim Oliver's yeah, uh, because smokehouse. It's like, and, it's like the OG of cracker barrels. I mean, it's, it was so good. Uh, nobody finished, uh, there. I, I may have finished my meal there. I may have been the only one who finished my meal there. I can't remember. Uh, but, uh, I, besides me, nobody else finished their meal. Like that's how big the portions were. Um, I believe I got the brisket sandwich there. They're, uh, I mean, the brisket was cooked. So everything just melted in my mouth when I ate it. I, and I had it on Texas toast. So I had a beef brisket, uh, sandwich on Texas toast, a little bit of barbecue sauce. I had mashed potatoes as a side. Do you have their, uh, was it smoking vinegar hot sauce or whatever? No, I just, I had whatever came with it standard, just kind of a okay. uh, mildly sweet sauce. And uh, so I mashed potatoes as a, as a side and fried green tomatoes, which it was a different. They're fried green tomatoes. They literally just cut a small tomato in half and fry that so they don't slice it up or anything. Still really good. Um, 
but uh, that ranch though with those fried green tomatoes, yeah, no, it was that, incredible, that's delicious, yeah. It, it was really good. It was just cut up a little bit differently, so they do it a little bit different there. And then I had later in the day, I got a fried apple pie, I got coconut. That was great. It's, it wasn't too sweet. That's because it kind of tastes like, uh, oh, what are the things that you get at carnivals? Um, those things. <laughs> it's like if every, I didn't. Every single person knows what we're talking about. Funnel cake. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of had that funnel cake taste because it's a fried pie. Yeah. Um, but so that was a little sweet and the coconut was not as sweet. So it balanced Dang. out really well. I think I have to. I'm going to. I'm gonna go head down the Pelham. Like the way. portion size are just <laughs> incredible. So if you're if you're down that way in McMinnville, Pelham, Grundy County, Swanee, anywhere around there, because uh, it's off the Swanee and the and the Mont Eagle exit. So um, yeah, Jim Oliver Smokehouse is uh, oh, good it's memories. Fantastic. Good it's, memories it's, there. It's a good place. <laughs> uh, so I went to a, a new place last week. And this is called Pink Door Cookies. Okay, tell me a little bit. I, I don't know about this place. Tell me a little bit so about they, it. They opened because of the pandemic. Is, um, this isn't that place in Hillsboro, is it? No, this is in what, okay. Houston okay. or Chestnut Hill. Just okay, in that and it's a local area. place? Yeah, uh, do you know where that um, Bento Living is? Yeah, yeah. apartment complex that's yeah. right there at, at the edge of Wedgwood, Houston. Um, so it's a little like shack, like a walk up window. Okay. It, it's small. It's like you go, to, you go to Lowe's or Home Depot, buy one of those shacks. Yeah. And that's what it is? But it's inside of, like, the building. Oh. So it's like a oh. thing in the building. But it feels like a shack. Like, our okay. studio our studio where we, we record the podcast is larger about this? than this room. Wow. Yeah, a okay. larger than that room. Okay. But I had this rainbow brownie cookie. Uh, man, this thing was good. Chocolate frosting, bits of rainbow, which they actually have, like, a little rainbow on it. <laughs> Mini chocolate Bits of chips. where do you get rainbow from? Hello, and like your per, who do you buy your sourcing from? Like uh, I'd like to buy rainbow, please. It must be the Irish man <laughs> or the or the leprechauns. Yeah, uh, and then it has optimistic vibes, but it's like this double chocolate cookie. I have no idea what any of that means. I don't know either, but it tasted. <laughs> I had optimism after I okay. was eating this cookie. I was like. Man, I feel very optimistic. Was, right uh, like, now. A, is a big, thick cookie, small, thin? Like, what? What was it? Uh, it's average. Uh, probably a little bit bigger than Christie cookies. Okay, um, that's decent. That's a decent size. Yeah, and it was, it was, it was thinner. So maybe like okay. maybe a quarter inch it's thick, like soft and chewy. But dude, it was so good. But they have this one, I, and I keep eyeballing this right now. They have this banana <laughs> milkshake cookie. Oh no, uh, that malted, sounds really good. Malted ice cream. Glaze, how do you do that? Uh, crushed <laughs> Nellas, so Nella wafers. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Candy, oh man, I am. These cookies look fantastic. I'm going back there. Oh, they have this one salty chocolate french fry. Uh, uh is it is it more expensive than Christy Cookie, right around the same it's price? Like 250 a cookie, okay, so it's so not right bad. around the same so price, it's not yeah, bad at all, but. For two fifty, I definitely walked away with some optimistic vibes. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Pink door cookies. All right. Oh, uh, dude, you, you like this one? Cinnamon toast, snickle, snickerdoodle. Oh Cin- gosh, sugar, cinnamon chips. So cinnamon cereal. toast crunch is my favorite cereal. So yeah. that is hands down. Oh, dude, you like going to be something fantastic. that I want to try. All right. Well, we will bring you some more optimism as well, and give you those optimistic vibes with Explorers Nashville tip of the day. For Explorers Nashville tip of the day, it's a great day to visit one of the beautiful historical homes. It's a great day to be outside. Yeah, it's fantastic. This weather is amazing. 77 and sunny. Like, it's a (laughs) perfect day. Uh, Did you notice all of Nashville's historic places are built around homes? Yes. 
most of them besides Fort Nagley. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you have Bellmead Plantation. You have the Hermitage. Uh, you Even have Cheekwood. Cheekwood Botanical Gardens. Uh, you have Fort Nagley. But Carter. The Carter House down yeah, in Franklin. Carton. The Carton, uh, then you have uh, the Lots House down in Franklin. Yeah. You have a lot of historical homes yeah. in Middle Tennessee. Yeah. So it is, I mean, the forecast says sunny and 77. I mean, wow. Why would you ever try to be inside when you can be outside? Uh, and, and if you, I mean, you're working from home. If you can take those Zoom meetings on the go and uh, and get away with it, there are a few places that we would recommend uh, today. And you can just stroll around. And if you want to take a Zoom meeting, just walk away and uh, just take it. There's plenty of space out there. Nobody's going to bother you. I saw like a, a YouTube commercial the other day. And then, yeah, I watched some of my YouTube commercials because I, <laughs> I do. Uh, but it was these two people in a conference call, and they had these fake backdrops attached to them, and they were both walking <laughs> on the beach, and like it had a backdrop of like their office, and then they oh they walked gosh. into each other on the beach, and then just they were still on the conference call together, and then they walked past each other oh. and just said, go, go go like explore Florida. Or oh, something. that's it fantastic! I love that. I'm gonna have to watch that. That's a great idea, though. Yeah, it was a great commercial. <laughs> Um, a few places that we would recommend, uh, that are like, I want to be outdoors, learn some history, um, and go see somewhere historical. Um, Cheekwood is, is going to be probably our number one recommendation right now, simply because of blooms. They have that Holland theme, all the, you know, windmills, right? That's the, that's the thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, bloom, it does not last forever there at Cheekwood. They change pretty quickly and frequently. So go see bloom while you can. Um, and then also Bellmy plantation is not far from Cheekwood. So if you can squeeze two historical places in a day, that would be great. And they're both outdoors. Uh, Bellmead has an incredible meet and three. They just opened uh, yeah, during the right. pandemic. They also serve a bluebell ice cream at their ice cream shack. This is actually like a chicken shack. They have good tastings um, as well. They have fudge. Uh, they have wine tasting, whiskey yeah. taking, tasting. Uh, they have numerous different tours and they may even have horses on the property already. I was about to say, I, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've, I've seen the property. Uh, so I don't know if those horses are still there or not. Well, we'll I, I, I believe they're there in the summertime, uh-huh. like spring and summertime. Okay. That would so, make sense. Yeah, I'm not really sure. And then Andrew Jackson's Hermitage is another place that is incredible. The grounds are just great there. Um, and the amount of history that you can learn by going to somewhere like the Hermitage is unlimited. So if you have the opportunity today, you want to take a few hours during it, you know, your extended lunch break um, that, uh, that you have while working from home, then, uh, these are going to be some places that you want to visit. A, a quick runner up would be Bicentennial Capital Mall State Park, uh, where flowers are in bloom, flowers are in bloom. Yep. You can go outside, walk and read about history, uh, with all of the kind of in, uh, engravements that are made into the limestone there on the property. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful park, and the, the trees are in blossom. So there's a lot to do from a historical perspective here in this city. All right, that is Explorers Nashville Tip of the Day.
Today's episode of Nashville Daily is brought to you by Screen Threads. If you're looking for Nashville-themed merchandise, look no further. Our listeners can use the code Nashville Daily to get 10% off their next online order in person visit. You can find them inside the Marathon Village or head to ScreenThreads.com. All right, so News Channel 5 has some totals for the rainfall here in Middle Tennessee. And you'll want to stick around till the end of this episode because we're going to be comparing these rainfall totals to the uh, the mega flood of 2010 in Nashville to see how everything stacks up because this is significant, uh, but uh, you'll, you'll want to stick around and see how significant the 2010 flood was even compared to today's or this weekend's totals okay so according to news channel 5 the totals below in inches if you want to read along uh and the official numbers from the national weather service franklin and this is kind of going from your highest totals to your lower one so we'll talk about the ones here near nashville franklin got the most actually with 8.65 inches of rain and and so I, I don't think they're giving a time frame for this necessarily but i would guess it would be over a 36 hour period because they, there, there wasn't enough time for even friday's water to probably settle they're, they're so they they estimated all of these amounts in 48 48 hours okay gotcha all right so franklin 8.65 inches it well this is saying here just saturday night and sunday morning so i don't know we'll have to we'll have to see so franklin 8.65 Brentwood, 8.16 inches. Uh, then you have Fairview at 7.83 inches. Uh, you have Centerville, which is an hour or so west of Nashville. Uh, you have 7.76 inches. Uh, then you have Hermitage at 7.16 inches. And the International Airport, BNA, um, is clocking in at 7.0 one inches Bellmead, which we just talked about clocked in at 6.73 inches. Um, and then the lowest ended up, uh, nearest to Nashville ended up being Gallatin with 5.22 inches. So a, a difference in almost three inches of rain over three inches of rain from kind of your South Nashville to your North Nashville. Uh, so let's head over to the Tennessee and is another link that we have in our show notes. Uh, they, they titled this article. Why did it rain so much in Nashville? And their conclusion, everything came together at the wrong moment, according to the national weather service. So, um, yeah, that's, it's very interesting. Uh, but to start this off, let's just look, let's just walk through some of these photos. Uh, so you have this photo oh, of they that, do have of a good that, gallery of that fire truck that's in Bellevue, uh, and that's a ladder truck. That's an expensive fire truck. That's like uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars or more. Oh, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's way up there. And that's just sitting in like at least six feet of water, maybe even more. That's that's a lot of water. Yeah, I'm trying to see what road this is on. Uh, I can't read. It's a little the blur. The the Morton Mill highway road. sign is blurred. It's near Morton Mill Road. Okay. Wow. Okay. And then uh, the next photo is of two geese in the basketball hoop. Yes, the geese are attempting. <laughs> They're just to like play sitting basketball. in the front yard. Yeah, wow. These these photos are pretty significant. I would encourage you guys to uh, to view the the gallery. Have you on seen the Tennessee photos and- of the roads? Um, that have had like collapses and like sinkholes. I don't think I, I've not seen so there was those a, photos. There just was a yet. sinkhole yesterday uh, in South Nashville, I think near Nolansville, of a dump truck backing up. He had a full load of garbage 
flipped the garbage and he backed up a little bit and he went into like a 10 foot sinkhole at like a McDonald's. Oh my gosh. Uh, so that was on like news channel five. There's a lot of photos here. Uh, the Cumberland river, uh, it peaked a little bit in minor flood stage levels. It's nothing like the 2010 flood. Uh, the Cumberland river got to about 42 feet high in the 2010 flood. It was over 52 feet. Wow. Wow. Yeah. The, these, these photos are significant. So if you uh, want to check those out, head to the, uh, the Tennessee and you'll be able to see this. Uh, but you know, what caused this kind of uh, flooding and it's just kind of a series of bad luck. It looks like uh, according to the Tennessee and moisture in the atmosphere, a slow moving cold front and thunderstorms boiling over high in the atmosphere came together in middle Tennessee this weekend to create a deadly downpour. So according to the national weather service, uh, they said in some cases, like what we saw Saturday night, we just get a lot of those different ingredients all lined up at the same time. They- it could have been way worse. So in, uh, in, in the Alabama line, there was a huge warm front that was coming in and they were really worried that if that warm front mixed up with that cold front that was coming in from the North, yeah, uh, it would have been severe tornadoes. Yeah. Uh, so they continued to say everything just came together at the, I hate to say it right moment. This is that quote for them. They came together at the wrong moment to focus those storms all over the same area. So it looks like just the, the bad luck of all the weather combinations looks like it could have been uh, worse, but we still got it pretty bad. Now, how bad did we get this? Um, We're not even going to be able to report all of the damage right away. I know that's even still being assessed um, right now, but according to the Tennessee emergency uh, management, I believe it's association or, or something uh, for Tima. agency there you go uh the middle tennessee flood flooding death toll um is so far with the best information that we have is seven so this was reported from news channel five that the death toll is is seven right now davidson county uh there were five deaths reported cheatham county one death reported and hawkins county one death reported and i believe this is for a variety of reasons um, I know there was one reported in Nashville of, uh, you know, a car kind of floated into a Creek. Um, the looks like there were a f- few older, uh, citizens, above, you know, above in the, in their sixties, um, who were just kind of found, you know, after they were reported, um, missing, uh, there were a few that were found in a homeless camp. Um, so, uh, you know, a few different reasons, for these fatalities, uh, but it, it seems to be uh, majority are sixty and above for all of these fatalities. If I uh, if I remember correctly, the flood of two thousand and ten, I think thirteen people lost their lives in that flood. Yeah, and it looks like one of the uh, most interesting ones was somebody was actually found on the Nashboro Village golf course, which is very interesting. Which that area that flood's pretty bad. As yes, well. and um, anything near I-24. So according to Wikipedia, 31 people died because of the 2010 floods in Tennessee, Kentucky, wow. and Mississippi. Wow. Or is that Missouri? I can't remember. Uh, but I believe it was 13 in the middle Tennessee area that passed away from that storm. Wow. Okay, so comparing some more stats from the 2010 flood to the flood that happened over this weekend, uh, Metro Water Services, uh, they tweeted out some stats comparing 
these two. So uh, they tweeted this March 28th. Yesterday's rainfall was the fourth highest one day total ever in Nashville, 5.75 inches. Total rainfall in Nashville over the two day period was 7.01 inches. While this does not come close to reaching the 13.57 inches Nashville received on May 1st and 2nd of 2010, it is significant. Well, one one thing that's really interesting about the 2010 flood, so I talked to my my wife about this, and uh, because she remembers it vividly because she was here, she experienced the flood of 2010. Uh, She said about three or four days beforehand, it also rained like two or three inches. Wow. According to Nashville.gov, rainfall exceeded 17 inches, the highest amount in more than 140 years of recording history. 13 inches fell in 36 hours. So there's four other inches that fell like three or four days beforehand. Yeah. So there was th- this was already a significant. Yeah, because like, the groundwater is pretty much already. It hasn't seeped through yet. So you, know, you don't have a lot of room to play with for uh, that second large rainfall. So Metro Water Services continues with a few stats. They said levels on the smaller creeks and streams have receded greatly and have returned to normal. Both the Cumberland and Harpeth have risen throughout the day as expected, but at a steady pace that is in line with our projections. Uh, the, and luckily, the drinking water uh, on March 28th, so a day after, remains safe and stable. Mitigation efforts after the 2010 flood, which included uh, flood proofing of K.R. Harrington and the installation of generators at, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this street name. On the Hondro. Something like that. <laughs> there that's, you go. That's where one of the dumps is. So I just I go there. I go there quite often. Uh, but because of these things, because of the 2010 flood, it helped bring in systems to help us now. Uh, but they have ensured that our water system is not at risk. And if you have uh, an issue with your, you know, because of the flood, and you still need to report something, you can do that at the Hub Nashville website that's in the series of tweets but it's just hub.nashville.gov if you need to report anything if you want to learn more in depth about the 2010 flood we have an entire week series that we did for the 10 year anniversary last year all of those links are in our show notes yes so um let us know and and text us at 615-392-1358 if you have any accounts of the flood uh, from this past weekend, we would love to hear your stories and uh, let us know what your experience was was like, or if, even if you've had any similar stories uh, to this. I, I know we'll be covering on later in the week some of the damages that have gone through because the areas that were hit significantly, South Nashville, Antioch, um, even it, Bellevue, Bellevue is always one of those areas that's hit significantly. So we are going to go and uh, kind of get some damage reports and come back to you later this week with those. But tomorrow's episode, Jacob visits the studio. So my cousin was in town. He's been on the podcast before. He's going to recap his experience of living in Nashville. It's a fun interview. You should uh, listen to it. There you go. We will see you guys tomorrow.
Thanks for listening to Nashville Daily. You can check us out over on Instagram at xplr.nash, as well as our YouTube channel, xplr.nash. For Nashville merch, we have you covered as well. Find that at xplr.life. You can also text us at 615-392-1358. And for more exclusive content, head over to nashvilledailypodcast.com. Nashville Daily is produced right here in the great city of Nashville. So if you like what we're doing, please give this podcast a five-star rating and share it with your friends.